Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right, guys, so this is going to be a quick what you need to know, and it's a follow-up from uh, one that I did a few a few days ago. So if you guys remember, I told you that Tupac's ring was sold for a whopping $1.1 million, I believe, and mm-hmm. the owner has now revealed himself. So Drake took to IG to post that he was the new owner of the Tupac ring, and the auction house confirmed his purchase. So I was like, ooh. So Cappy, your man, took that ring home. That's my man right there. Drizzy. Who, who the F is y'all? Who got that ring? Yo, boy, got that ring. Who the F is y'all? Well, now we know who he is. Yeah, we do. Just saying. So, Say his yeah. name. It's Your a boy quick Drizzy. one to know, but I feel like it was a cool follow-up to know who ended up yeah. with Tupac's ring. I would agree. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. It so, always interests me that people, by the way, do that, George. Like, if you're a rapper and you have an opportunity to buy something, then you're super rich like that. And, hey, it's Tupac's ring. Okay, I'm going to go buy that. Like, I had a buddy of mine who's a uh, stockbroker type guy. And um, he bought at auction, like, a Bernie Madoff freaking, like, uh, you know, cigar thing. And I'm like, why would you buy that? And he's like, I don't know. It's just like a rare piece. And he was in the same industry. I don't freaking know. I don't know. George, would you you buy somebody's microphone at auction? Somebody that you really look up to? No. No, you wouldn't buy? You wouldn't buy? Nobody's nobody's golden mic, huh? Nah. Not really. Nah. Do you have a golden mic? I don't. I don't. But I keep thinking to myself, every time I watch myself on YouTube, I'm like, why don't I do something cool with my mic? You know, like how like cool pop singers have like bedazzled mics and stuff like that, you know? Why don't I do something cool with my mic? You should, Cappy. I know. My mic looks lame. Kind of looks rusty and gross and Get dirty. a gold one. Like a gold one. Yeah. A, that's what I'm talking 24 about. 24 karat gold. I'm going to get... I'm gonna, when I get my grill, I'm going to get me a new mic. Oh, no. Yes, sir. You know that Carlo has a few golden mics? I didn't Shout know that. Shout out to Carlo, yeah. Shout out, Carlo. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, George. You're not going to buy Tupac's ring. It's, it's already gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a memorabilia person. Like I, you know, I've half a few pieces of memorabilia. Pat Riley's clipboard. Nope, <laughs> wouldn't buy it, huh? <laughs> nope, nope. Eric Spolstra's really. clipboard. Nope. But if they give it to George, that's different, right? Like Pat Riley gave me that jersey that's in my thing, and it has like an inscription from him uh, on the bottom. He gave me that many years ago. Like, is that I your most that. prized piece of memorabilia? Um, I mean, it's in the office. What yeah. do you got? Give me your most prized piece. Let me hear what your most prized piece is. Something you I actually have to. a Tom Brady mm-hmm. uh, signed jersey from his first Super Bowl championship. Ooh, nice. And, and um, why, does that, why does that mean a lot to you? 
it only it, it doesn't mean a lot to me. It's just the most valuable one. Okay, it's in no, a storage. I, I'm tell me, tell me your most personal. Because think about Drake. Oh, because I was the, gonna now. Do you want to hear the story of that? I was at an auction. Okay, mm -hmm. at, like I was actually at an event, and they had like one of those silent auctions where you just like sign up, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, they just have the, like the little. Yep. Like clipboards or whatever. Right. And they say, hey, $200, and you put down 210 Dude, it was like 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And my buddy's like, he's like, you're going to spend 400 bucks. And then I'm like, dude, and this, I, my buddy Gerald will absolutely confirm this story if you want. I said, yeah, dude, I think he's going to be really, really good. Like, he's going to be one of the greats. And like, he's like, you think? And I'm like, yeah, man, watch. You'll see. Oh, you bought this jersey early in Tom Brady's career. Oh, my God. This is like 2002. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, and it, yeah, so that I have that, but it's in a storage. It's not no, here. But I want, but. I want to know because think about it again. Think about Drake. He thinks about Tupac as one of the all-time great, you know, trailblazer types, right? And his mm -hmm. ring comes up for auction, and Drake. Oh, got okay, that kind of I cash. have one for you. All right, give me something personal. So you know, I grew up loving Dan Marino, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I remember doing an event with Dan Marino many, many years ago. Now, easily like fifteen, maybe twenty years ago. Fifteen sounds right. No, nah, maybe it was twenty. Um, and I, um, one of like, one of my colleagues was very, very close to him, like very close to him. So Dan and I did this sit down. It was like a special like radio show at the time, which in essence really was a podcast. We just sat with him for two hours pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, but back then, you know, there was no such thing as podcasts. So I'm sure someone has it somewhere in audio form, but I, I don't have it. So we sat there and we just talked to Dan Marino for two straight hours, right? Mm -hmm. About football and his career growing up and just like everything right like we we did like a really fun show with him and i had a jersey um that i had bought and i, I and my buddy was like do you want him to sign that and i'd be yeah that'd be cool so he's like yeah bring it so i brought it and dan signed it right there for me and for years i just had the jersey and recently my wife actually got it um framed and uh so that was i thought that was cool so yeah that is cool i i'm like you i don't really collect any of this stuff but i have a few things that along the way you know i picked up like i don't remember why but in probably like the late 90s i was at a uh a final four and for some reason i had you know i had a basketball there with me like one of those autograph balls and i had a few yeah. guys sign it you know um and so okay that and, and i'll tell you right now it's like in my garage in a box somewhere my mm -hmm. buddy got married and he was a backup quarterback of the uh, kansas city chiefs and joe montana was the starting quarterback and he mm -hmm. gave all the groomsmen autographed joe montana footballs and it is sitting in a box um, not pumped at all and just looking like sad and pathetic. So I have like some little personal pieces of memorabilia that I've picked up along the years, but my most valued piece, and I say valued meaning it means the most to me. I think I've told you this story. Um, Dick Emberg called me one day, and I know that's a big name drop, but it's true. Dick Emberg called oh me. Oh, my. Said, yeah, oh, my is right. He said, hey, I need you to come over to the house. I have something for you. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, Dick Emberg tells me to come over. I come over. But right. what could he possibly have for me? Dick says to me, because Dick was a hoarder, he kept everything. He had mm -hmm. audio cassettes and even further reel-to-reels from the 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever years it was, and, it, right. and he had nothing to do with it. So he was giving it all to his university as like a, like a something for their museum. Anyway, long story short is this. He says, you got to come over to the house. I come over to the house. George, you'll love this because now the way you do a football game as a broadcaster is you don't have to handwrite your boards anymore, right? You got somebody who can do it yeah. and computerize and everything. But when Dick Emberg was doing his boards, everything handwritten on like manila folders, right? So he was doing an NBC game 
Notre Dame hosting Pitt, 1991. Mm-hmm. And he's throwing out stuff. He's like trying to get rid of and stuff because he's such there. a horror. Yeah. And he's got me on the on the depth chart, handwritten. Yeah. He's got handwritten notes. He calls me. He says, "You got to come over to the house. I have something for you." And he gives it to me. And he goes, "Did you know that I called one of your games?" He goes, "Because I didn't know that I called a game that you played in." And he and he hand wrote to me, um, Scott. Oh my, your friend Dick Emberg on the actual handwritten board. board. I mean, it's yeah. it's like my most valued. Uh, it's sitting here on the floor in a pile in a in a in a in a frame. But I love it. Right. But I need to hang it up. You do. Yeah, you probably should do that. Yeah. And. Bungie just told me behind the scenes because I said I told him I was like something that I would pay for would be like the the ball that they used or one of them for Kobe's last game and if he would have autographed it I would have totally paid for that. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I have a Kobe ball, and I'm like, bro, that's so dope. He's like, yeah, I don't know where it is, but I have. Yeah, it. I'm, I'm just, like, just, oh, I'm just okay. like you guys. I somewhere in my garage. It's probably not even pumped up or anything. Oh, Every time mentions someone, someone mentions something like that I just remember I was there when he uh, came to Staples with Gigi for the last time. And it was a Luka Doncic game against the Lakers. And I remember it specifically because Luka got hurt during the game. Well, first of all, I remember it because I remember Luka was inbounding right where Kobe was. And he turned around and laughed because of something Kobe had said. And later we found out it was that Luka said that he heard someone cursing in uh, Slovenian. <laughs> and he was like, wait, who can curse in Slovenian? <laughs> like, And he turned around, it was Kobe, and he thought it was hilarious because Kobe knew how to the curse words in Slovenian. Um, but the thing that sticks out to me, so Luca got hurt in that game. He busted his ankle. And you know how this works, Cappy. I had to go back to the locker room area, right, mm-hmm. just to wait for an update on Luca. And it was right before halftime. And Kobe walks by. And I remember he was in the puffy jacket and the whole deal. And I look at him. He looks at me. He's like, just kind of head nod each other. And, you know, he kept it going. He was going wherever he was going, maybe the bathroom or whatever. But he was in the bowels of the arena. And I always think back like, man, I wish I you you never know these things, obviously. But if I would have known that was the last time I was going to see him, I would have said something like, you know, like I would have had a conversation with him other than focusing on on Luca's ankle, which I wasn't I was going to have to wait anyway for like I would have stopped to talk to him for a second. Who would have ever have thought? Right. But um, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I Laura, that's a good one. It's funny you say that, though, Funch, that you've got a Kobe ball. I mentioned I have a Joe Montana signed football. It's deflated and in a box somewhere. Yeah, just like my Kobe ball. And I'm telling you right now, guys, on my desk here um, in my home office where I'm broadcasting from today, I have a football that is autographed and um, not framed, but you know how it's got one of those like plastic boxes, like a display box? And next to it, I've got a basketball also in a display box. And I swear to you right now, I'm going to get up at the commercial break because I honestly don't remember who signed either ball. I think the basketball... Maybe a Shaq Kobe Laker championship team. And I think the football might be a Marshall Falk rushing, like thousand yard rushing, thousand yard receiving ball. I don't even know why I have it. I honestly have no idea why I have either of these two pieces. In fact, they're taking up space. Uh, Cappy, we didn't get to the genie bus thing I wanted to mention. Let's she said some, something bold about LeBron. Let's do that. Plus, coming up next as well, uh, Ty Lu. Talking tough about what he needs to do with his stars. We'll get to both of those things in just a second. Stick around. 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ah. Uh, uh, uh. I'm searching for a real love. George, I just tweeted you. you in the circle me? of trust. Oh, I sitting, saw your basketball. Yeah. yeah, sitting on my desk. I've got this 2002 Lakers basketball signed by everybody. Just sitting here occupying space. I mean, I don't even, like, it's not even like something that I'm like, oh my God, I got to show you this. I'm so proud of this. I got to put this in the ball, in the, I put this in the closet with the deflated Joe Montana football. Why don't you um, give it to uh, one of our circle of trust members who want it? Like as like a like we do like some sort of like auction or raffle or something for charity. So it's an auction or raffle for charity now. This two thousand. Or you can just give it away like to somebody in the circle of trust. You I mean, know, I got like the Mandy's sitting right next to it. Anybody want the Mandy's too? You guys want those? Yeah. You want my Marshall Falk football? I mean, maybe. I feel like you could do a lot of that stuff. If you want to just anybody, clean out some stuff. Anybody want a deflated Joe Montana football from a I mean, wedding? Maybe, I'm sure somebody would. All they yeah. need to do is fl- inflate it up again. Yeah. I think I also have a basketball that's signed by Bill Walton and Isaiah Thomas. Zeke, the original Isaiah Thomas. At Those two at the same time? Yeah, same basketball. Don't know why. That's a strange combination. I, no, I think what happened is I was at the Final Four in San Antonio, and two guys, they both stopped by where I was doing a radio broadcast, and I had them sign it, and I don't know why I still got it. Was that 2004? No, it was earlier than that. Mm. 90s. Mm. Damn, I've been at this a long time. Mm. Yeah. Es viejo. Si. Eh, Cappy. Pero. Pero let's talk basketball for a second, because Jeannie Buss said this thing mm-hmm. about LeBron. Now, do we have audio of this, or is this just like a story, Funchy? Okay, Funchy's not there. All right, so basically she said that LeBron will get his number retired. It's just a matter of it'll be 6 or 23. Is it really up for, like, debate? Like, it should be 23, right? I don't don't see a debate here. He won a championship in 23. So I I find this whole story to be very interesting that, uh, I mean, look, somebody asked. Oh, wait, I I guess people are saying 6 because he, you know, passed Kareem in number 6. Okay, whatever. I mean, maybe they should have it like 6 slash 23. I mean, can, can he take two down? Can he have two numbers retired? I mean, only Kobe has that. No. I don't think he's been here long enough. Oh, there it is. It stokes the Kobe fan thing. Nope. Like, the, Laura's immediately like, nope. 
Nope. Well, if they, if Kobe had eight and twenty-four, would you have a would you have a problem with LeBron with six and twenty-three? Only Kobe. Well, Kobe does two. have eight and twenty-four yeah, retired. He has oh, both. Well, then, so you can't have six and twenty-three. No. But that's my that's why there that's the reaction you're gonna get. Well, and I also don't think like you know Kobe Bryant played for the Lakers for twenty years. You well, know, right. he, he Kobe Bryant was the Lakers. And by the way, Kobe Bryant, if you really just broke down his numbers, had he had a Hall of Fame career when he wore eight, and if you look at the numbers after he switched to twenty-four, another Hall of Fame career. All right, in the so, same uniform. So look, here's the thing. Since we're talking about it like this, Kobe Bryant was the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson was the Lakers, okay? Um, LeBron James is not the Lakers. LeBron James is the Cleveland Cavaliers. However, because LeBron James is the greatest player of the generation, and because LeBron James is likely going to finish his career with the Lakers, and because LeBron James has delivered a championship, and because LeBron James did pass Kareem's all-time scoring record as a Laker on the Lakers' home floor, all of those things considered, while LeBron James may not be the Laker in terms of history that Kobe or Magic have been, I can't really necessarily blame Jeannie for saying this stuff even in advance of his retirement. Well, oh, no, there's no question his number is going to be retired. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But when he was asked, or she was asked by Mark Medina, who did this interview, mm-hmm. um, would the Lakers consider retiring both numbers? Uh, she said, quote, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I guess Mark Medina and lots of other people care about this kind of stuff. I personally don't. Um, and what I mean by that is, it's just like well, but clearly people care about. It. Look at Laura's immediate reaction when you asked that question. Yeah, but the, her reaction was, "Can he have both numbers retired?" I mean, I, I and just she went, "Nope," immediately. Right. Like, but, wasn't having it. But just the notion of numbers being retired before guys are actually retired. Well, I mean, he's going to retire fairly soon. It seems like no. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Let me throw this at you. First and foremost, Laura, since that was your reaction, mm-hmm. do you not think that LeBron's number, either or, should be retired by the Lakers? <laughs> okay, it's okay, girl. You you, you have to think about it. Okay, you, no, I know. No, she no. have to think Hold about on. it. She already just said her answer. Her My answer thing is, is no. I I texted this to Andy and Demarco because they're having a similar discussion. I know he's going to. I don't care which one. I don't want both. I personally don't. I don't like him wearing twenty three, anyways. But that's another discussion. So well, for but twenty three like, was his original number. I know, but you know, there's that's other MJ's reasons. number, right? Yes. So for me, it's just like. Well, I, I mean, six which, is Bill Russell too. Exactly I mean, that, that so, my I mean, point. So yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want either one for those reasons. But I know he's going to get yeah. one, so get one. Stop paying on him personally. Well, and, and I honestly, hate. I, I, That's like when I think opinion. of the number, here's the thing: when I think of LeBron, um, there are different phases. To Cappy's point earlier, right? I think of uh, you know, twenty three. I think of Cleveland and the Lakers because he won a championship with the Lakers, but mostly Cleveland, right? Um, six to me, I think of two things. I think of the Olympics because that was his Olympic number. And I think of the heat when he was at the peak of his powers, basically, um, from a physical gift standpoint. So I don't think of him as six as a Laker. You know what I mean? Like I, I know he, you know, McMiniman had the story that he did it to honor Bill Russell after his passing, um, or whatever it was. It was something to that effect. Um, and I get that, but I don't think of him as six, like for the Lakers. I think 23 more, me personally. I actually don't think of him in either number. 
I because you just broke down who he what number he wore based on what where he was playing. I don't think of either number twenty three or six. I just think of the last name James on the back of his jersey. It could be zero. It could be numberless. It doesn't really matter to me. Laura, I feel you, and I think a lot of other Laker fans feel the same way you feel, which is like this. Yes, he won a championship. Great. Um, it hasn't been as good as we expected, although I think a lot of people are so impressed with what happened last year to get to the Western Conference Finals, so maybe that's subsided a little bit. But the fact is, the Lakers have LeBron James, and he is the greatest player of the generation, and right. he does have two things, a championship and a monster historical milestone while on the Lakers floor, in Lakers uniform. Oh, and by the way, let's not forget, that was a horrific, terrible, disgusting loss that night against Oklahoma City. So, <laughs> wait. Whoa, okay. I didn't even think of there. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, so, he, it was so bad. So, it's so embarrassing that he had to. So, they broke that record on such a terrible night for the team. So terrible, horrible. Let I me mean, give they, you a compliment and the then slap you out of it. But the still ended up being pretty good. Yes, it, it did. I know, but I'm still bitter about that night. Um, but here's the thing. He's, they're You're going, just bitter because you stayed the whole yep, night. Yep, that right. part. I, know, I stayed the whole freaking game that night. Gosh yeah. darn it. But he's getting his, his, he's getting his jersey, regardless of number, retired by the Lakers because he is who he is wearing their jersey. Mm-hmm. He, and, and everything he's accomplished, he played for them. I, I mean, I do agree that he deserves it. Like, there's no, no one's disputing that, right? And I think if I had to really choose, it would be 23. But to me, it's like, it's a numbers thing for me, whatever. But, you know, yeah, he's going to get it. There's no one's, no one is arguing that point. I just don't think mm-hmm. it should be both. I believe people Hater. will argue. I think whatever. people will argue that point. I think people will Learn argue. What do you think, Funchy? You ca- Funchy you're the Lakers like producer. Learning. I think he should... Get his number retired. I think he should. I think the Lakers should give him whatever he wants. Basically, he yeah, he chose the Lakers. He basically well, he, is, he, a, he, is he, the let, greatest let me, top I, two player of all time. He chose the Lakers. Not I, I many guys say, do that. I, I will say this. Okay, he he definitely saved the Lakers at a time where they were at their lowest. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say it's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean they had never been as bad as they were in that stretch of time. So, um. Yeah, like I, I, I think that he deserves some credit for that. And he came at a t- when they were just a bunch of young guys still. Like they were clearly, I mean, people would get mad at me. I remember back then because I'm like, all right, man, these young guys better realize they're auditioning. And they're like, no, you're crazy. You're, why are you saying that? That's not true. Blah, 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 blah. But it clearly ended up being the case. But he did come at a time when no one, people were like, he wants to come to LA. He wants to play for the Lakers. Won a chip too. And then won a championship. Um, on in a in one I I know people clown the the bubble I don't I think that was super tough I think it was actually tougher um, and let's not forget the Lakers we were just talking about you know Kobe may he rest in peace you know the Lakers were dealing with that too like the loss of Kobe you know what I mean so like I I think that that to me is the number you retire twenty three um, because but of I, all me, the stu- all that stuff let me ask you guys a quick question here mm-hmm. if everybody agrees that LeBron's number is going to be retired. And, yeah. and and we haven't even gotten into should it or shouldn't it. There's this assumption that everybody assumes that it's going to happen, so I don't think anybody's really arguing whether or not it should or it shouldn't. I think there's plenty of people out there that could argue and would argue that it should not. But hold on. Should AD's number be retired? Because Maybe. let me say something. Let me say something. Maybe. Well, just Maybe. hold on. Just want to say one thing. Yeah. Everything that LeBron has accomplished with the Lakers, 
AD has also accomplished with the Lakers. You just mentioned Kobe. Remember the shot that he hit while wearing those Mamba uniforms, that three-point shot that he hit that kept them alive? I mean, uh, if you retire LeBron, does that mean you automatically have to retire AD because they're, for all intent and purposes, equals with the Lakers, even though they're not equals in their longstanding careers? I think that's the distinction. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you have to have well, to. Well, Sedano is is AD better than Pau Gasol? Uh, he, he's a better individual player, but he hasn't had the individual Lakers success. That's true. He won one though. Uh, he did one win one, um, and he's going I, to the I, Hall of Fame. You got to think that, right? He, he That's is, a criteria. Well, he's yeah, he's definitely in the Hall of Fame for sure. There's no question. Yeah, is everybody in the Hall of Fame? What do you mean? Is everybody in the Hall of Fame? Well, I mean, like, just—I'll give you an example. I mean, I don't. Yes, know everybody thinking. in the Lakers um, rafters is in the Hall of Fame. No, no, but here's what I'm getting at. So, like, for example, um, you know that next week is the Hall of Fame game for the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've looked at the class of NFL players that are going into the Hall of Fame this year. Right. If you look at the class, there's not like a um, like a monster, monster superstar, uh, and there's no quarterback. You know, and there's no Manning yet. There's no Brady yet. There's no Breeze yet, et cetera. There's no like monster superstar. It's guys like Rondé Barber. You know what I mean? Nice career, defensive back, won a Super Bowl, not that big of a deal. There really isn't a headliner for the Pro Football Hall of Fame next week. And when mm-hmm. you look at the class, I think you would honestly look at it. You'd say, okay, DeMarcus Ware, really nice career, really, really good career. But is, is DeMarcus Ware one of the all-time great pass rushers? I suppose you could look at numbers and you could make that, that determination. I'm just saying there's no major headliner. And I know Deion Sanders has many times said that the Hall of Fame has been watered down because it seems like if you're a top 15, 20% guy, Well, Anthony Davis is a top 75 player of all time. So, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. Just that automatic, huh? I mean, if you're a top 75 player of all time, yes, you're automatically a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I would and by agree. the way, yeah. top 75 player of all time, I know there was even controversy slash debate around that when that came out. Did he really belong? Did he really No, deserve? it was more about, honestly, it was more about Damian Lillard than anyone else. All right. Well, listen, man, um, I just think it's, I, I understand. You know what? You, let Buss me tell you this. something, Kaplan. Yeah, go ahead. You're getting close. Oh, don't even start with me. Don't, You're don't, getting I'm not close. getting on that plane. I refuse to get on that You're flight. You're getting I'm not, close. I'm not getting on that flight. I'm okay. not going there. I'm not you going there. You keep talking about AD that no, way. No, don't defend him, George. He doesn't need you to defend him. He's a big guy. He can handle himself. He don't you, need you. You will. I. I. Don't I, send the, me there. The I'm runway is clear. I will is all go. I'll say. I will not get on that flight. There's a, there's a jetway coming, Mm-mm. and you know where you can go. I'm not going. I'm not going there. Straight to hell. No, stop it. Stop that. Stop that, Georgie. Straight to hell. You don't need to defend AD. Okay, I'm just saying. He can handle himself. So, All, all uh, I'm getting I, at is, look, I understand yeah. why Jeannie Buss said what she said. Yeah. I've said this a thousand times. Yeah. When LeBron came to the Lakers, it was about a business relationship. It was about getting to the L.A. market. It was about getting into Hollywood. And by the way, well, he wanted to win, too. Of course. No doubt about it. Of course. He's a professional. He's he's got all the money in the world. He wants to win. He wants to continue his legacy, et cetera, et cetera. But it was a business transaction. And Jeannie, smart business person that she is, she knows that her business partner wants to hear, yes, you're getting your number retired. Yes, you will be an all time Laker legend. My goodness. She might as well have just said that they're going to build a statue out front. You have to say these things about your business partner. And that's why she did it. Smart hell move. Hell no, statue. What's wrong with you? Oh, hell no, no. I don't think he's sta- hell a statue. Hell no. no. Oh, hell no. I'll, I'll retire his jersey, but I ain't giving him no statue. Forcefully. Although the scoring title thing. What about the scoring title? Stuff. Mm. What if he gets one more? 
If he gets one more championship, oh, if he gets one more, then, then there's it's different. Th- yeah, yeah, I would agree. It I mean, listen, different. just making it to the Western Conference Finals this year made people feel different about LeBron's, and I'll put this in quotes, his tenure with the Lakers. Because if they didn't make it to the Western Conference Finals this year, you'd feel the same way about the LeBron era as you felt before it, but you feel differently now because they made a monster run that you didn't expect. Right. I'm I glad agree. you agree. Yeah, I agree, Cappy. How about that? El Capi. All right, coming up next, El Capi. See? The award-winning radio tinder. Thank you, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Morales and I did have a crush on Jesse back in the day. Jesse Spanos? Yeah, Jesse Spanos. Leg Spano. Remember her? Yeah. I'm so she excited. Was a, she yeah. was a tall one with the curly hair. The tall hair. one, yes. The yeah, tall, smart hot. one. Yeah, she was hot. Yes. Uh, okay, so this is from the New York Post. In a deleted post on a Reddit forum, AMA, I am the a-hole. An anonymous woman says she decided to cancel a date to see Barbie with a guy since he didn't want to dress up in pink for the occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Barbie movie means a lot to me. I've been looking forward to see this movie for so long. I asked my boy- boyfriend to the cinema to, to go with me to the movie or whatever and dress in pink. It, it would show me that he supports me and it would be fun, He she says. He agreed to watch the movie with me, but not in pink. I told him wearing pink is a minimum effort. He says a minimum effort is him coming to, along to the movie with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to just make an event out of it, take pictures at the booth and, you know, for her social media and all that stuff. And he said no. Mm-hmm. So, question here. Your significant other hates you wearing certain items or encourage you, encourages you to dress differently. Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, swipe left. She doesn't encourage me. But I feel like if I were the dude in that situation, and you know, you're already going to the movie, and all she was asking was for to wear something pink. Yeah. Like, just do it. Make the woman happy. With, what's wrong with pink? Make I like the wearing pink lady on happy. occasion. I don't have a lot of pink in my closet, but on the rare occasion that that it calls for it, what's wrong with wearing pink? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? What do you think? You're less manly because you're, you're wearing pink. You know that that scene in an Oscar De La Hoya movie, uh, that documentary George, where he's getting mm-hmm. ready to fight uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, and mm-hmm. they ask him, they go, you know, he's been disrespecting you, and and Oscar goes, well, you know, I'm a real man. I don't cry about things like that. Ooh, yeah. real men don't cry. Real men don't wear pink. Real men wear pink. 
Damn right they do, girl. You know what? My wife uh, doesn't like me wearing too much pink. Well, maybe she doesn't think it looks good on you. Maybe it's yeah, just Yeah, I think that's flattering. what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's not you your know? color. Right. It could be not flattering. That's yeah. different. Yeah. Let me just say this, Funchy. Um, I have no interest in this Barbie movie. I understand it's become a big phenomenon. But um, if my girlfriend said to me, hey, we're going to see Barbie and put on some pink, get that whip, Laura, because you know she whipped me right into that pink. No problem. Definitely. I mean, I, I, mean, I, wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say no. I just say whatever you say, girl. Yeah, I, I, it looks. I, I want to watch it. Actually, I don't. I don't know if I want to go to the movie theater and dress in pink to watch it. But I think if it was on like HBO for free, I'd watch it definitely. I got, I got no interest in this. Film. Really? Sorry. No. Oppenheimer. I'm curious about. And the other one is it called Sound of Freedom? I think that's the one I'm interested in. But but Barbie does nothing for me. I, not even if it was free. You were just watching TV one day and it came on. Not really. Wow. Yep. Not a Margot Robbie fan. I, I Barbie. Just the whole concept <laughs> just doesn't do anything for me. Okay, all right. George, you going to see Barbie? I mean, you got a daughter. I mean, maybe she wants to go see it. No, she's too young for Barbie, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not a kid's movie. It's an adult movie. Why? Uh, is it PG-13? Yeah. So how old is your daughter? She's close to 13. Nine. That's close. <laughs> oh, she's not. Close so nine-year-old like, no. can't see that movie. Can't oh, comprehend that movie like that. that. I didn't know. Yeah. What's wrong with you? 13, nine. What's wrong P with PG, you? PG-8. PG-8. No, the, She's there's fine. no PG-8. She's I went, fine. The last movie we saw together was the Mario movie. Mario Brothers. How movie. was that? I heard it was really good. Oh, it was hilarious. Like, it's a perfect kids movie that has, like, enough adult things that make you laugh. It was, like, perfect. Somebody's just telling me that, uh, and by the way, I'm getting a lot of messages from people that want my Joe Montana football that's deflated I and bet. sitting in the garage. Yeah. Um, I'm also getting a message from somebody telling me that Barbie and Ken are Jewish. Now, that might change things for me, Funchy. <laughs> I have to go support my Jewish brother and sister. I didn't know Barbie and Ken were Jewish. Is that true? I didn't know that either. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. All right, what's next, Funchy? All right, guys. Um, Kevin Garnett was interviewing Snoop Dogg when this interesting story came up. This is probably one of the most unprofessional shit I've ever done. <laughs> we get the most... Yo, Snoop in town. Snoop playing the night like for real? Oh, hell no. We got to get some tickets. So we go to the show, the show banging. Snoop kill that s***. Dog, I think we hung out to like. The sun came up. I looked out my window. I said, this still here and the sun is rising. Hey, listen, we played the Toronto Raptors at noon. Halftime. I'm leading the league in rebounds. I have no rebounds. Flip says, God damn it, guys. These Toronto fans that get to see you once. You God damn it, come here and play like s***. So, yeah, Kevin Garnett was hanging out with Snoop Dogg one night, all night, till 7 a.m., had to play Toronto at noon, and had a, a really bad half. So, mm -hmm. question here, guys. You partied all night just to go to work in a few hours and not have a good day. Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy. Uh, in my younger years, Funch, this happened many, many times. Yeah. Where I was doing morning radio, and I was on the air at 6 a.m., and I wasn't sleeping, and I had gone through the night. And uh, there may have been some other things involved in those nights. So it has happened. It hasn't happened in a really long time. But uh, I think about other guys in sports. You know, remember the, the pitcher, David Wells? He pitched a perfect game for the hung Yankees. Over. Get out of here. He was hungover in that game? Wasted hungover. Yeah, yeah, Annihilated yeah, hungover. story. Yeah. And wearing a hat that he had bought like at an auction, a Babe Ruth hat. Like a literal Babe Ruth, New York Yankees, authenticated hat. He's wasted drunk, and he's wearing Babe Ruth's hat, and he goes out and pitches a perfect game. 
I think about that pitcher, what, in the 70s that was on LSD? Oh, Doc Ellis. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. pitched a perfect game, right? On LSD. Yeah, but the... Um, allegedly. Well, no, he admitted it, so it's not alleged. <laughs> was it? There's uh, like a whole Netflix thing about it. Yeah, but the... Yeah, I mean, there were plenty of when, in my younger years, right, when I was also covering NFL games, like on Sundays. Um, there were definitely some times I was in one of those press boxes and just like pounding headache and like whatever. Um, there's even been a few NBA games over the years, like not when I've been at ESPN because I'm just older now and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm talking about when I was younger, right? And I was on the road, um, where I, de- uh, there was a game in Chicago, actually, <laughs> there was a game in Chicago where I'll never forget. Okay, this was like. This is close to 20 years ago now. So I'm probably like in my mid-20s, right? And we were covering a conference. Was it a conference finals? I don't know. It was a playoff series in Chicago. But nonetheless, this is when Shaq had left the Lakers to come to the Heat. And me and a bunch of media guys went to a dinner. And that dinner turned into a bar. That bar turned into a club. And everybody walked back into the hotel probably like four or five in the morning. And perhaps we may have seen some players. But the next game, I remember that next day, like everybody I looked, I was hurting. Everybody I looked at, like we all had the same look like, yeah, you too? Yeah, me too. Like it was not good. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, there, there have been some moments. Now, I'm a little more... Uh, I'm a little smarter in my, you know, these at this stage of my life where I'm like, yeah, I know this one's probably one too many, so I won't, I won't do that unless, especially if, I, especially if I know I have to wake up early. I know so. Laura got some stories. I mean, I do. <laughs> Recently, last year, oh, you know what? After um, the Mandy's, we had the after party cap and we had been drinking a little bit. I think I left at one, all close to two, and I had to be at work at three a.m. I was like, ooh. Jakes. You got to do what you got to do. That's a tame one. You know, the other ones, y'all don't got to know. All right, what's next, Funchini? All right, guys. Jamal Williams, former Green Bay Packer who just signed with the New Orleans Saints. I just found out he's a local boy from Rialto, too. He's Mm. not impressed by beignets or beignets. I'm sorry. You know, the beignets. Beignets beignets, was right the first time. Beignets or whatever that the... uh, I guess basically the Louisiana state food, um, and he said this. What's like the, okay. Yeah, not impressed. It's just a funnel cake. It's just a funnel no, cake. No, it's not. So, yeah, the vineyards is not. just a funnel cake. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not from, I just got here. I respect y'all, your vineyards and all that. But in California, we just call them funnel cakes. So, well, that's just where we know them at. I tasted it. it tastes just like a funnel cake. So, that's all. But it's good, though. If you like funnel cakes. All right. No, it's not a funnel cake. (laughs) It kind of is. It kind of is. No, it's more like a donut, if anything else. Well, I mean, I think it has the same consistency as a funnel cake because you're putting, you know, powdered sugar on it. No, it's not funnel. Well, anyway, the question is, you have a dessert that you're not really impressed with. Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. (laughs) Apple pie. Yes, swipe right. Apple pie. I think apple pie stinks. Very I know it's un-American, the, it, it, it's the most American thing ever, but I, I think it stinks. Apple, I, you could not. I, I don't like apple pie. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like the the biggest apple pie fan, only because I don't like the texture of the apple in all like the sauce and the and the crust. You know what I mean? But you throw some uh, you throw some ch- some vanilla ice cream on some apple pie. Man, I'll have. Yeah, that but up. now it's not apple pie. Now it's vanilla ice cream with apple pie. That's right. It's, uh, it's apple pie a la mode. 
Yes, right. Alamode. It's apple pie yeah. Alamode is what it is. Yeah, but a, a beignet is definitely not like a funnel cake. It's more. Nope. It's like a donut. I know, but I think the um, the powdered sugar is what's got this kid comparing it to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it does not have the consistency of a of a of a funnel cake. By I'm any gonna get a beignet that. when I go down to New Orleans here in a couple. Of I, weeks. Did too, I did. I did when it. I was there. Yeah, when I was they there for. Want. What was I there for recently? I mean, probably for a game. Oh, going, it was a uh, a football game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going down there for uh, moving my daughter back into college. So yeah. I'll have a couple of beignets. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some feedback here in a couple of weeks, Funchy. You have any, do you have any dessert that you're not impressed with, uh, Cappy, other than uh, apple pie? I, I'm really a I'm a dessert person. Like I I'll, I will pretty much eat any dessert. You know, I will say um, I like what's what's it called, George? Like where it's like that creamy stuff, but on top oh. they've got like a, a layer of like a candied kind of a fire. Is it the uh, cre- creme, creme brulee? Creme brulee. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't love creme brulee either. I don't I don't love, Hit or miss love right creme there. brulee. You know? It's like I, I will have like maybe a bite, but that's it. Yeah. I'll it tell you one thing switch. I don't want. I don't want raspberries anywhere near any. Yeah, me too. Me too. Raspberries or blackberries. Blueberries, strawberries, bananas, I'm into. Like a short bay or something. I don't yeah, like any of that. No, stuff. Raspberries are good, bro. Yeah, no, raspberries are delish. Nope. Nope. Blackberries, any of that stuff. So good. I don't like blackberries. Antioxidants, bro, and they provide. But black you don't like blackberries either? No, I don't like the texture. Blackberries are actually yeah. the healthiest of yes, them all. Yes, and they're so good. I just don't like the texture. I like blueberries. I mean, the seed stuff suck, but it's they're yeah. so good. I mean, blackberries, raspberries, and blueberries, all healthy for you. Yep. Um, different mm-hmm. variations of sugar, blackberry having the least of that. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, there you go. All right. there's a sugar update. There's Radio Tinder. So, Indeed there you have it. Radio Tinder's brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning tequila small Mandala. batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Cappy, our guy Sean Payton went back. I mean, I don't even understand this. We're going to get to that in a second. Plus, we never get to the Ty Lu thing where he's talking tough about his uh, stars. We'll get to all that coming up as well. Bam. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I loved that show. I used to watch it with my parents when I was like a little kid, which probably wasn't. It's funny because I would not let my nine year old watch a show like that today. But my parents. Yeah, go ahead, kid. Yeah, I, I used to watch Miami Vice and, you know, Don Johnson his car in that show oh it was, was a ferrari, ferrari right? yeah there was two different ones there was like a, a dark convertible one and then there was a white one yeah, later on the cool yeah. white one but you see i didn't have a ferrari george and i still don't have a ferrari but back then yeah. this is probably 1987 ish right 
I did have. I think a ni- the show lasted from '84 to '88. Yeah, I had a uh, 1975 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, and I would roll the windows down. Remember, I said roll them. Okay, I'd roll the windows down, and I'd turn on the Miami Vice theme, and then it would be followed up on a cassette tape by Phil Collins. I can feel you in the air tonight, or whatever that song is called. And I would cruise the beach <laughs> in bro. the air tonight. Not yeah. I can feel you in the air tonight. I can take it in the air tonight. Ho ho ho. And I would drive down the beach with both my windows rolled down, jamming like I was Crockett and Tubbs in my 76 Olds Cutlass Supreme. This song is still great. It's a great song. Still to this day. Don't the Celtics come out to this song? Do they? Yeah, like before the game. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Tell them. Really? Yeah, they do. I've been to to the Celtics arena a bunch of times, and I don't recall this play. Maybe they wait for the playoffs, but they do some. I mean, they were coming out to this song for a while. They no the song they play is that that Irish song they play all the time. Is that the one from The Departed? I don't know. Yeah. It's I, if you played it, I would know it. It's like a rock Irish song that they play all the time. You mean that really cool St. Patty's Day song? I bet you. If you again, if you find it, I, I I will know if you if you play. Oh that song. That's that's good interpretation right there by you. I know that song. I don't know what it's called. I don't know who sings it, but I know it. Yeah. Good job. Hold on. Really? Let me see. Job. That's it. Oh, yeah. Here it is. This is it for the Departed. The That's the one they play at, at, at Boston. But I'm looking it up right now. They do they do some Celtics game play Phil Collins in the air tonight before yeah, they walk Yeah, but it's not out. a regular thing. Yeah, this regular is game. every game. Come on, Funchy. Do better, bro. Do better. Sorry. Don't, don't challenge Sedano. <laughs> Sorry. Challenge Sedano about NBA music. Yeah, this and it's like these Boston people go nuts when this song plays, like they go crazy. All right, enough Celtic talk. Bleep Boston. I'm just saying though, yeah. like it's it. That's the song they play all the time. Bleep hey George, uh, before we get back to where we were headed, and I'm trying to remember exactly where you said we were headed. We said uh, we were going to talk about Sean Payton. We were yeah, talking he, about uh, he went back Lee. on all the stuff he said. Right, right. Before we do, I got to send out a shout out and some love. And uh, just tell everybody tonight, George, I know you got a buddy who's a comedian. One of my really close friends is a guy by the name of Jason Lawhead. He's a great comedian and loves, loves, loves sports and infuses it into his comedy. I want to give him a shout-out because tonight, George, my man is playing at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach at 8 o'clock tonight. So I don't know if everybody's got plans oh, I've on been a there. Friday night. I know you have. Yeah. But yeah. the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach is like one of the most legendary comedy clubs in the business. Yeah, Jay Eight Leno's o- there all the time. 8 o'clock tonight. My boy Jay Law um, is out there tonight. Yes, George, he's part of the Cappy cast. He's hilarious. He's a great comic. Tonight, Comedy Magic Club, Hermosa Beach, 8 o'clock. My man, Jason Lawhead. You probably should have told people before 5.51 in the evening here in the Southland. Well, I've been, I had it in my notes to make sure I mentioned it, and I looked at the time, and I went, well, you know what? Uh, Why didn't you mention might... it yesterday when people could have made plans? People can still make plans. People are probably I mean, driving around right now going, No, what are most people are not like you, dude, yeah, where they, they just like like go, you know, they're like, hey, it's 5.51 on a Friday night. I'm just yeah. going to randomly go to the Hermosa Comedy Club. You know what? I was thinking I got nothing going on tonight. I wasn't most sure Most people was don't do. don't do that. Most people well, plan. Well, hey, listen, not everybody plans. For those of you that are like me. Who are not plan, planning. Yes. You, for those of you that are not planning, but you're thinking, hey, what could I do tonight? Comedy Magic Club, Hermosa, you Hermosa Beach, 8 o'clock. My man Jason Lawhead, go show him some love. Jason, your boy should have mentioned this yesterday. Okay, That's true. I should have. At the very least. 
Right, Laura? Most people plan in advance, no? I don't know. Especially no. to go down that uh, that area, Captain. Right, not what everybody lives in the that South that Bay. You know? What about the people that are there that are like, you know what, that's a good idea tonight. I'll go see Lyme. Okay, right. But I would say, you know... It, like, Most the, of the you, circle of trust you, is not from you, there. You could have gotten people to go if you would have given them a little more heads up. Well, I'm going to definitely mm. uh, go see him on a, on a night, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, Thursday, whatever it is, and then I'll just tell everybody where he's at, and I'll tell you where I'm going to be, and we'll all hang out right. together. Yeah. And I'll give you some advance notice. I won't do it the day of. And we'll I mean, I, I'm not saying just for me, but just for him. I know. I want to give him as much love as possible. Right? You failed. I know. I know. I, I told you at 5.52 about an 8 o'clock show tonight. My B. <laughs> Go get I him mean, tonight, seriously, Big Jay. dude. Come on, man. Knock him dead tonight, Jay. He could have started, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. Just saying. I know. I know. It's true. All right, I'll give him shout outs when he's got other guest appearances, all right? Okay. Get him tonight, Jay. Yeah. Get him, Jay. There you go. Good job, George. Way to support my boy. Yeah. All right, now my what do you want to do? You want to you get into Sean Payton? You want to get into Yeah, Tyler? what the hell, Sean Payton? What the hell what? What the hell? Like, he said all these things yesterday or the day before about mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett being a terrible coach. And Worst coaching like a, job in the history of football. Right. And now today he's, like, taking it all back. Yeah, you know why? Well, I know why. Yeah, here's why. I told you earlier. Yeah, here's why. I mean, it's being reported everywhere. Like, there were a bunch of people in the Broncos building that were kind of insulted. Like, hey, coach, just to let you know. Still, yeah, there's here, still three was, Yeah, three on coaches team. on his yeah. offensive staff are still yeah. on the team. <laughs> coach, you know what you were saying about how, like, there's dirt on everybody's hands? You know, look at my hands. They're nice and clean, coach. Look at these hands. I just washed them with soap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton took a shot at Nathaniel Hackett, but he wound up realizing ultimately he took a shot at a bunch of people who still work for the Broncos, and he yeah. came out today and he's like, my bad, y'all. My bad. Sorry. I, I and just he got, said he was going to call Robert Sala, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to head coach to head coach. I'm going to call Robert Sala. As for Nathaniel Hackett, I'll find that fool uh, in week four when we get together. But I ain't calling him. I don't even know him. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Sean Payton now. Oh, all right. I had, I had one of those moments where I still had my Fox hat on yep. and, and not my coaching hat on. And, uh, you know, I said this to the team in the meeting yesterday. We've had a great offseason relative to that. You know, and I've been preaching that message. And here I am, the veteran. Um, you know, stepping in it, and uh, you know, it was it was a learning experience for me. It was a mistake, obviously. I needed a little bit more filter. Um, you know, there's a pound of flesh for these guys, and, and as a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, you know, we're past that season last year, and and you know, I said what I said, and and obviously, I needed it a little bit more uh, restraint, and uh, I regret that. Um, that being said, what I told the team is, you know, if it can happen, and I, I'm th- I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy, and I just had one of those moments. Jared's a good friend, uh, real good at his job, and uh, two lattes in the morning, first, first one I see, and 40 minutes later, I'm, I'm regretting it. So uh, it is what it is. Yeah, he's talking about one of the front office guys. I don't remember if it's the president of the team or the GM or whatever, but he was there last year. And Peyton wind up, winds up you know, trying to you know, rip Hackett to tell his team, you guys are good, and it, the reason you were bad last year is because of them, not because of you. And I understand trying to build them up, but I said it yesterday. Here's a guy who went from the sideline 
to the studio and has now come back to the sideline and he's brought with him some of his TV edge that he didn't have before and he he told you straight up. But George, I don't necessarily think that this is all um, just a flippant comment and then an apology. I kind of think that he said what he said and knew what he was going to say and then came back today and was like, okay, my bad, sorry. All right, maybe I was a little just a little too bold with what I said. Got to put my coaching hat back on. I kind of feel like he knew what he was doing here. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Yeah, I mean, he could have slipped. He could have just gotten, you know, carried away. It happens. But God, I I hope the Jets just destroy the Broncos when they play. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not as sold on the Jets maybe as you are. I'm not sold. I'm rooting for. I rooting for the Jets. Yeah, yeah. This is is last, last year. The Detroit Lions were my new team. This year, yeah. I think the Jets are going to be on my, my Is it new basically team. just a hard knocks team every year you're just going to root for? You know, that's that's probably what's going to happen. It, I didn't even put two and two together, but um, I will watch hard knocks. I will get to know this Jets team better than I probably do. I Like, I got to know the Lions better last year. I grew to mm-hmm. like the Lions and their head coach and Jared Goff mm-hmm. more than ever. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers. I can't wait to. Hey, I'm rooting for Nathaniel Hackett to have a comeback mm-hmm. kind of a year. Right. And I, I think it would be a great story for the NFL if Aaron Rodgers, at 39 years old, leads the Jets to the postseason. I think it'd be great. Right. Are you rooting against it? Are you rooting for it? Do you have no feelings about it? None, really, whatsoever. All right. Well, at least you're I, not I just feel like I, I just I, I think there's like this hype train. Like, remember they had this like I guess Garrett Wilson made this like one-handed catch in like uh, in practice the other day, and it's mm-hmm. like this viral thing, and I'm like. Is this what happens when you haven't made the playoffs in 13 years? Like this vir- this thing becomes the thing. Everybody's like, oh my God, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, relax. It's just one catch. And no, the answer is yes. Practice. The, the answer is yes. Okay. Okay, bro. Whatever. The answer is yes. It's the New York Jets. It's the New York market. It's Aaron Rodgers. Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. The way you know what I say yes to? Tell me. That tomorrow is a special Saturday edition of Sedano and Cap live from Rams training camp at UC mm-hmm. Irvine. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock, 4 to 7. We'll be joined by Corporate Greg for some reason for the entire show. Tom Pettler. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Aaron Donald will stop by. Like, he's like some throwaway there. Right. I mean, it's, I don't even yeah, get it. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen for 4 to 7 tomorrow on 710 ESPN and the new ESPN LA app on your home of the LA Rams, 710 ESPN. All right. What you need to know coming up next, plus... Cappy, the Dodgers make a deal. Shohei, big, big moment for Shohei again today. Uh, the Pac-12 is being ridiculed. All sorts of stuff still to discuss in the final hour. 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.